Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, start your Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is February 18th. Andy, how we doing? Brendan, it's the uh, it's the week of the sources. Big week for sources, big week for rumblings, rumors, Sources rumors. everywhere. Sometimes people sourcing people that sourced other sources. Source on the ground at Oakland Hills. sourcing. Someone on the ground at Oakland Hills sent me this picture, but it was just the local news person. They downloaded it from there. Uh, yeah, a lot, lot, lot of sources everywhere about. But uh, ready for the weekend? I don't know what it may bring. The Riviera Golf was great. It was somehow, again, like we talked about on Wednesday at length. I, I, I don't know that we can keep hammering like Saudi stuff, but I, I've got eight pages of quotes, it feels like, here. Because, you know, a lot of people have spoken in the intervening day and a half. But... Um, the golf was good. It was really good, and Riviera's great. We will talk about that, but I think we need to start with the big news of the day and news of the week. Uh, Wyndham Clark DQ'd for signing an incorrect scorecard. <laughs> what should we do with this? What, what does it mean for Wyndham's the rest of his season? The Wyndham rewards, generally well, speaking. I wanted to um, talk about something else. I wanted to DQ something I saw today. Okay, what's that? I was walking the streets of San Francisco this afternoon, and I stumbled across a restaurant called Early Risers, which piqued Uh, my interest. uh Uh-oh. Is it not open (laughs) at an early time? So it didn't have any time on the the storefront, which I thought was weird. You know, if you're Early Risers, you should put that time out there. Sure. And it better be early. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So I, you know, I put something up on my, uh, on my Instagram about it and yeah. uh, got a few messages. Uh-oh. Early risers are frauds. Oh, they God. open at 8.30 in the morning. Oh, my God. <laughs> How what? do you name your restaurant early risers and open up at 8.30? Ah. I mean, there are so many companies like this. There's a company around here called Next Day Blinds, but they they don't come out for a week or two. <laughs> There's just like it's early. That's especially kind of egregious because it seems reasonable that you could go open your restaurant at six, five, whatever it is. It seems really sort of a, a misdirection there. I, I'm glad you continue to investigate this this front, the coffee shop, the bagel, the donut places, the pastry, Cinnabons that aren't opening at a brick, normal breakfast hour. I appreciate that. My goal, is to, my goal is to hold the entire country accountable for things <laughs> like this, important issues. It's not just Chicago. It's, you know, San Francisco. Is yeah, a, you now know. you're out there. Uh, well, someone who may or may not be held accountable or may just be losing his marbles completely. A lot of sources is may Phil or may Mickelson. not be held accountable. That's true. I mean, that's, 
This so, is the, the ramp, running rampant time of sources. Inside base. But like you could honestly, I think you could report just about anything right now because everybody has this difference saying something different. And it could be the craziest shit ever that's proven incorrect in 12 hours, but you might have actually heard it because so many people are saying different things or, or have their own... I don't know what they overheard so-and-so say. It's crazy. They, you could get away saying, source told me this. And, I mean, it's, you have enough plausible deniability that, you, you know, source, when, when it doesn't to- come to fruition. Source told me Saudi uh, Super Golf League members have to wear purple underwear. <laughs> There's a lot of that. I don't know if we're going that far, but... Uh, it Speaking seems to be of. moving. It's moving a lot. It's really moving. Everybody's spoken out about it or had to speak out about it. And, and Riviera, top 10 in the world are there. So you knew it was coming. There's just a, a quote cavalcade. Uh, but I think we have to start with Phil Mickelson. who's um, These quotes are so absurd that they don't seem real. <laughs> but they probably are. The, the, like it might be good to just take like where does he actually have a point? Where does he make something substant, you know, salient point that like could be an argument somewhere? But like again, the whole problem with this has been the whole time was he's the messenger, right? And, and Bryson DeChambeau is the messenger. I saw Pat Perez was talking tonight, went on a lengthy rant. He's like, Phil's got a lot of stress in his life right now. I don't know what he's thinking or what he's doing. And that's a fellow San Diegan. Uh, I think he's more of a Tiger guy, but. Either way, it seems like the players are... It's not just the media critiques. It's not just media being mean to Phil. It's a lot of his players, uh, f- colleagues, Justin Thomas calling him egotistical, uh, like coming right out and saying it. And, and these are the kind of quotes that, that would engender such a response from his colleagues. This is an Alan Shipnuck article, excerpt, uh, from his book on the fire pit. It was posted uh, Thursday morning from an interview, a call... In November, I, I when I saw the quote, like the nut quote on Twitter, I was like, there's no way he said that anytime recently because he just like kind of blew his whole leverage cover. It's just an intemperate sort of rant uh, that you wouldn't do near the goal line here, I would think. But uh, it was from November where he went off. Uh, this is I'm reading Alan's post and I'll quote when, when Phil comes in. Nicholson told me it enlisted three other top players. He declined to name. And they had paid for attorneys. The magnanimous paying for their own attorneys to write the SGL's guys? Op- operating agreement, codifying that the players would have control of all the details. He didn't pretend to be excited about hitching his fortunes to Saudi Arabia, admitting the SGL was nothing more than what he called sports washing, quote, by brutally repressive regime. Quote, they're scary motherfuckers to get involved with. We know they killed Khashoggi and have a horrible record on human rights. They execute people over there for being gay. Knowing all this, why would I even consider it? That, that, this is the, one of the incredible transitions. Going from the journalist being killed, yeah. executed people for being gay. The knowing ups- all this, why would I even consider it? Quote, because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. Like, not like reshape human rights, reshape, like, I don't know how authoritarian regimes exist. No, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity to reshape how the PGA Tour operates. What a transition back to back. They've been able to get by with manipulative, coercive, strong arm tactics because we, the players, had no recourse. As nice a guy as uh, Jay Bonahan comes across, unless you have leverage, he won't do what's right. <laughs> and 
that See, word right is really subjective, it seems like is, in Phil's mind right now. This it's is a, one thing that I think I would I'd like to just say is and like it's becoming evident with this with like the names that are kind of being circulated. The longer you spend on tour, the more perspective of like what real life is is lost. Yes. I mean, I, I think like Phil you know, Tiger quotes. could speak to that in a very different way than this. Um, there's there's a Pat Perez quote I'm going to read later that speaks to that as well. I don't know if you saw that. I did not see it. Pat Perez thinks every purse should be forty million dollars, and they should get two hundred fifty grand for showing up. Basically, missed cuts. He's like, I did all that work for two days and I got nothing. Very upset about missed cuts. Thinks thinks everybody should get it paid. Um, so continuing on, unless you have leverage, Jay won't do what's right. And the Saudi money has finally given us that leverage. I'm not sure. I'm not sure I even want the SGL to succeed. But just the idea of it is allowing us to get things done with the PGA Tour. So I'm sure the El- Saudis, these really bad yeah. guys that he's, yeah. he's gotten into bed with, love to yeah. know that, you know, part of this is just to string them along. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I, everybody loves if if. You know, if it if he just all of a sudden pulls out to be just led astray for a year. And here he goes. The tour likes to pretend it's a democracy, but really it's a dictatorship. Like, so let's go to the Saudi Arabia. They divide and conquer. The concerns of the top players are very different. And he proposes like a congressional. Uh, did you like that? Did you think that was a that was a that was a useful proposal? No. However unrealistic it may be, that the top players are the Senate, and like the chafe is the I don't know the, the House of Representatives that the, all their stuff needs to be ratified by the Senate. Well, the problem is like who are the top players? Right. Like right. That changes. It fluctuates so much. I mean, Webb Simpson this time last year was a top what. 10 player in the world and now he can't he can't make a cut you know he's like what 50th yeah. in the world yeah. now like he just yeah. you plummet out you think like gary woodland was a top 10 player what is he now you know yep. this is this is also like one of the things with the the risk of the saudi league is like how do they get new players in what if what if the bottom drops out, which probably could with some of these old guys these guys that are 48 49 50 i mean that that's Wesley's that's, had the bottom drop out a couple times, and, and we we know when he's when he's living large that sometimes when the bottom drops out. That's true. That's true. He's getting into racehorsing over in Saudi Arabia. That'd be a, a big problem. Um, I, I Phil, he also you know of course because this is like out of a just Twilight Zone. Every talking point, you know some. Contrarian comes up with these days. He goes in the NFT thing. The tour is sitting on multiple billions of dollars worth of NFTs. They're sitting on hundreds of million dollars worth of digital content, which is getting to the rights thing he was talking about recently with John Huggin. Uh, the players need to own all that. We played those shots. We created those moments. We should be the ones to profit. The tour doesn't need that money. They're already sitting on $800 million cash stockpile. How do you think they're funding the PIP or investing $200 million in the European tour? The tour is supposed to be a nonprofit that distributes money to charity. How the fuck is it legal for them to have that much cash on hand? The answer is it's not. But they always want more and more. They have to control everything. Their ego won't allow them to make the concessions they need to. Um, 
I, I mean, the big quote is right. Like he's like, I don't even know if I want this to succeed. I acknowledge their human rights atrocities, but we need this for leverage right now. But this is November. We're now almost in March, and it seems like he's beyond the leverage game because he's extracted, and Alan lays this out pretty well in his piece, he's extracted concessions, right? The PIP was created. The PIP was juiced even further. The FedEx Cup was juiced further. There's some sort of NFT platform they're starting to, to facilitate players you know, getting NFTs or a cut, a percentage of NFTs. Um, It just feels like a lot of other things are going on here with Phil, right? I mean, this isn't how television rights deals work. Where And Rory spoke to this on on Wednesday. It's like, I mean, like... They got to get something for paying all the money. We need the tour to, like, collectively bargain for the TV deal, right? Like, I mean, bargain, like... we. Like, we can't just all own our own TV rights, right? And most Phil, of those Phil's, big TV... Phil's this is how it works get, in the NBA, Phil's NFL. Gonna, Phil's going to get to the point where he's going to push for cameras not to be allowed to follow him unless he owns that the rights. <laughs> and maybe he'll get his own cameras. It'll be Phil TV. I know 20 guys who want to do this, and if the tour doesn't do the right thing, there's a high likelihood it's going to happen. He says, like, right thing. It's like, what, nobody knows what that means anymore to Phil. Like, obviously, like, the he's debasing himself. The, the sort of abhorrent nature of that original quote, right, where he transitions from gay people being executed to leverage, it's like, we don't need to denounce it any stronger than it was done all day. It's clear, it's obvious, this is not the guy that should be leading some sort of disruption at the moment. And whoever he's got with him doesn't seem to be too convincing either. Bryson, like whoever that may be. Um, you know, I think there's an interesting dichotomy when you look at all of these quotes because you hear Rom's quotes like, I've made more money than I could ever imagine having made. And this is a 25-year-old, like when I was growing up. Like this is, you know, I've got more money than I could ever spend. Yep. And then you have these, these quotes and the actions of Phil over the last, and the, the greed, there's almost a air of desperation in terms well, of, of the money. Aspect there is a paragraph this. in Alan's post about how he had to sell his golf stream, right? He's moving to Jupiter, tax haven Jupiter. Uh, his issues, obviously, his, his long-standing issues with ta- you know, feeling the, the tax burden of California. We, we've heard that before, but I don't know. And we've got Pat Perez saying he's got a lot of stress going on in his life. I don't know. It, it, the, the, what continues to be clear is sort of the collection of what we've heard, who they've attracted, these sort of isn't. They're birds of a feather, right? They, they really got to get... It's people who, A, don't... I mean, DJ, for better or worse, doesn't give a shit what people think of him, right? And that's beneficial when he and plays I, and golf. And I would and say, I'd say, you know, just in slight defense of DJ, he grew, he grew up a kid, you know, and he's made a ton of money, and I think he's motivated. I think, like, he's actually somebody that, like, winning the FedEx Cup is a big deal, like, because he, he th- uh, I make the most money when I win the FedEx Cup. Like, I think there, if I, if I remember correctly, there were some quotes after he won it about how yeah. big of a deal it was because it's the most money, and I think, like, 
that's the way he thinks of of his job. I want to go make the most money I can. And I don't, like, listen, like, the morals of this, like, if this was not Saudi-backed, I think I, I don't, I don't think I would have a problem as much with it. Like, the, the whole problem comes from the Saudis. Right. And, and, if, and if like, they're purely a, doing this as a pure sports yeah. washing play. It's not like... And let's remember, like, when this started, Andy Gardner, poor Andy Gardner, had the Saudis as part of this. And what... It was... They were just a small part. Yeah. They weren't the whole thing. They were a small part. And this is like what society did is they've just made this whole thing worse because everybody, and they were like, okay, we're going to get rid of the Saudis. We're going to get rid of the Saudis. And now the Saudis just took the idea. They just stole it. And are doing it themselves. And they're doing, yeah. Entirely funded. Exactly. And it's just like, you know, you think about it, it's like, it seems like it wasn't, you know, like it seems like just yesterday it was like, okay, the Saudis are like this small part of all these other investors. And now right. it's all Saudis. And that's right. the problem with it. That's right. the huge problem. Um, let's, let's just, I mean, well, I don't want to read quotes all day, but like we've talked about Pat Perez. He's like, Tiger's our guy. I think the way Tiger's approaching it is phenomenal. I think he understands, um, you know, it's like Phil's made eight hundred million on the tour. I don't know what could be so bad about the tour. Um, I actually I don't really care what he has, has to say about anything because I just don't. He doesn't speak for me. Uh, he goes for me to make roughly forty million with everything of a guy that got kicked out of college. I was supposed to be a garbage man. I've really earned every penny of it. Uh, they've earned every penny they have. I just don't see why it could be so bad. The PGA Tour has been great. Um, you talked about Rob. He's he's completely. He said he pledged his fealty. Like he went old world on their ass. This is, you know, uh, I pledge my fealty. What, to the, one thing to the before PGA this. What? Like a thing that I've thought is interesting about Rom is his very close relationship with Phil. I was, I've brother. been thinking that the whole time when and, he was talking yesterday. It's crazy. Same agency. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. And like I always kind of like before. You know, with all this stuff going on, I've always been thinking like, what's Rom's angle here because of the close relationship with Phil? Because I'm sure Phil has worked his ass off on Rom. Because like to me, Rom is like the domino, like Rom type player. If they yeah. had DJ and Rom and Bryson, all of a sudden it's like. But yeah. you know, then these quotes. Yeah, I mean, it, well, who who that tour comes? He leads off. Well, I mean, since I wasn't aware, I was not going to have a press conference this week. That's why I take the time to say this is my official, my one and only time. You got a guy in your corner, number one player in the world. You didn't have him on the press conference docket. You got to get him up there. Instead, you got, you know, Adam Scott. Like, I think, like, if you're the tour comms, he looked pissed. He's like, I wasn't aware. I was not having a press conference. So he had to go to the mic. And here he comes riding in when on your behalf. This, when did this happen before? When when somebody like was like didn't get oh, asked pissed. a question? Who was yeah. what, what was the? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember I what, it what it was. He goes, "I'm declaring my fealty to the PGA Tour." Oh, it was uh, Rory. Rory said it was about what was it about? It might have been about this. Rory, because there's there's been a lot of talk and speculation on the Saudi League. It's not best for me in my future. Said it many times. I don't do this for money. 
which is the only appeal to go over there. They throw numbers at you and it's supposed to impress people. I'm in this game for the love of golf and the love of the game and to become a champion, right? I grew up watching many great players play great events, such as this one. And there's a history and legacy to those things. That's something that has a lot of appeal to me. I've made it, he's like, I made it clear to my management team, which again is sim, like of the same group as Phil's, that don't even bother with me with it. You know, he doesn't even want to hear about what numbers they're offering. Um, the only appeal is monetary. I think there's a lot more to be able to play for besides just money on the PGA Tour. There's history. There's legacy. I'm in this to win tournaments. I'm in this to play the best in the world. Yeah, it has a lot of value to that. Um, I mean, Rory, I've lived it. He told this to Daniel Rappaport. Uh, I'm in way better financial position than I was a decade ago in my life. Is no different. I still use the same three or four rooms in my house. I just don't see the value in tarnishing a reputation for extra millions. Uh, he talked about seeing the forecast, right, uh, as an inside pack guy. He's like, I just don't know. Like, they're not hiding anything, right? He's trying to sort of rebut Phil's claims about, like, they're, they're sitting on some, there's like $20 billion buried under the island green at, at Sawgrass is what, like, you read some of these Phil quotes. If you were going to bury $20 billion, I think you'd put it under an $18 million driveway, not a green that <laughs> tends to sink into the water. Sink, wall. Um, and he got into the rights thing. I mean, this is literally what the NBA, NFL do. Like, I don't know what what you're suggesting the alternative is with these rights. You need the tour to negotiate the deal on behalf of the league, not individuals. Um, Morikawa came out. You know, Morikawa was a little craftier, right? He didn't denounce it. He's like, I just haven't seen details. Well, I, I let's, let's well not... here's the thing. I don't think Rom. I don't think Rom. I think he didn't necessarily denounce it because the last line, I want to play against the best in the world. That's always, that's the thing with this whole thing is I think that if they ever pick off enough of the top players in the world, which I think is going to be hard because that, like we talked about, it changes a lot, you know, and they don't, they only have 40 slots, but you know, if they pick off the top in the world, I think that's where it becomes more legitimate. But like, again, they don't have that right now. Yep, yep. And that's uh, where Morikawa being kind of kind of right down the middle, politician. He came out and pledged his allegiance to the PGA Tour, but he was just like, I just haven't seen enough. Like, if they yeah. came out tomorrow and said, we have 40 players, this is where you play, this is how much you make, it seemed like he was not necessarily foreclosing joining that. But again, he was pretty steadfast supporting the PGA Tour. Tiger, I mean, Tiger stayed pretty, you know, he'd already come out in favor behind the PGA Tour, but he talked about the media rights. He's like, Jay's got, the players want what's best for the players. Jay wants what's best for the players and the brand, right? And the media rights thing is always going to be an issue. Um, so that's what he had. I don't know. That, that's our more or less roundup. Adam Scott is like the one guy who talked and didn't come out and sort of denounce it. He said he was sworn to secrecy. So he acknowledged he's an NDA boy. Um, he goes, and for Adam, Scott, it's like the schedule they're proposing is very appealing to most golfers. Depending on what your goals are in golf, I think the schedule is very appealing. From that side of things, I would consider doing it for sure. From a lifestyle th- side of things, yes. Uh, he wouldn't go into like the Saudi funding. He's like, I think that's more complicated. He kind of punted. He chickened out in terms of going into that. Here's the thing that I thought was really the most substantive thing 
that Adam Scott said that the tour should take to heart is the PGA tour has that same thing. You know, they're trying to be all things to too many people. And that's a very difficult thing to do. A player over here has a different priority than the agenda or agenda with the tour than the player over here. And I think that is the core issue that's being attacked with the tour. And that's where there needs to be like wholesale changes to the tour. And the answer is not electing Peppy Peter Melnati to the, to to the, the pack. pack chairman. Like guys, that's, guys. that's the guy that, that shouldn't have a say. Like he just, he shouldn't be like, you know, What's he going to argue for more kind bars on the at the T? Isn't he a kind bar brand ambassador or something? I, I'm uh, sure I've talked about this, but like the 60 player exempt tour was what it was, um, I, in the, into the 80s. I want to say, yeah, yeah. God, I, I forgot the date on that, but it was a 60 person exempt tour, and the problem was that it was really hard for anybody outside the 60 to make a living because the money wasn't there yet. And when you think about that, they changed all these rules to create like this equal, a lot more equal of a tour for more guys to essentially give 75 to 125 a chance to win, make a livelihood, you know? Um, And that's not an issue anymore. All the rules, all the nets that they made were, were for that purpose right and now that's not an issue there's so much money that the tiger money came in and the rules never adjusted for that on the tour and the policies the policies are still built around the premise that if you're number 80 on tour you're you can't make a living that guy's making like 1.3 million dollars a year on course not to mention all the off course stuff right yep so that's not a problem anymore. And I think that's what the tour needs to like open its eyes to is that, hey, like Cameron Young, who's in second or third, whatever he is, he played another great round. He's like 35th in the FedEx Cup going into waste management. Barely got in, got in off the alternate list. Like that's an issue. This is a guy that killed it, almost got Battlefield promoted from the Corn Ferry Tour has played really well on your tour, and he can't get into events, that's a problem. Here's like, Pat Perez speaking to this. Uh, and this is the guy who supports the tour, right? Supports, like, understands that the guy's, he's like, look, I've made $40 million being just sort of Pat Perez, right? So there's so many contradictions. He goes, I still think, I've said it forever, why are we out money every week? If I'm the one, one of the 125, which I have been for 20 years, why am I not starting out with some money? Why do we not get 250 grand out of the gates? I'm all for charity. I do a lot for sun. charity. These guys got too much fucking time in the sun. I help heads. a lot of people out all the time, but you know, like last week, I mean, how's that person not 40 million in Phoenix? You tell me they didn't make enough money and I've got to go all through that. All look at this. I've got to go through all that for two days and leave with nothing. That's kind of unfair, really. Unfair. Unfair. All that for two days. It's unfair to, to go golf. play for twelve million or whatever. Uh, and this the is Pat Perez is like not necessarily arguing for the Saudi money either, but I, I mean he's the rank and file guy. Imagine imagine 
getting to a point in life where you think it's unfair that you get to go play golf for $8 million or $9 for two million. two days with, and left with nothing. I got to play 36 and go through all that. For, leave with nothing. Anyways, there's so many contradictions. Uh, the latest, I mean, do we want to say what we're the I mean, Shipnuck had a report or a tweet. Wednesday night, that 20 have signed up, and 20 was the magic number to get this going and make an announcement public. He said they just signed up 20, and they're going to do it at the players, which, to, like, I mean, that's an affront. Their home base, I the, mean. The player, I mean, if you're going to do it, if, if you, it's the place to do it. You know, we've been making fun of them building a moat around their global home, and they may just come in handy. They may have that drawbridge, like, they're going to need ROM up in the turrets, you know, with a catapult and things like that. It sounds like that that's the latest, but it's, I mean, given Phil's quote, who knows? Are they taking this thing all the way? He says he doesn't know if he wants it to succeed. I, 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 I don't think anybody knows much of anything. Um, and, and the problem, I, let, let's get into like some underlying issues. One thing I, I think that's going to happen regardless of whether this succeeds or not it well there's Everybody's already more money gonna go- hate phil well let's do a quick phil discussion has phil like forever like debased himself even if he doesn't go all, all i'm gonna say that quote today was a real for, fucking for, lose your for marbles years, get out of here my entire life i've been saying phil's a bad guy <laughs> and every oh he's such a good guy he's such a nice guy doesn't seem like a nice guy. Just, that's a, uh, I, team, I don't know. Big, big, I mean, that's that, that paragraph today. I he's done so much in his life, and the news cycle moves quickly. But that paragraph today should follow him for a long time. And he just was on a call well, in November with Alan and let it rip. But I mean, it, it's it's a bad, bad, bad. Here's look. the other thing. Is like the reactions of I think JT, other yeah. players. Like this is a guy when they got to the tour that these guys idolized. You know that this right. was you know Phil was there was an icon, right. and now they're just like that selfish motherfucker. Right. It's a really egotistical statement. Um, oh, by the way, I should add Kokrak sounds all in. He, he says he wants to retire by forty four. He's made like Good 20 for million. Coke. I, I'm just going to say this. For Jason Kokrak, a guy that's just kind of been a bottom feeder until a career year propelled him up. Last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, some of these guys, good for them, just cash it in. I mean, at the, but Not good for them, but you, you understand what they're doing. Yes. Yeah. I think like, I think that's the, the, the premise I've, you know, sources. I could tweet this. Sources are telling me. They heard, you know, a mid forties uh, golfer at Riviera, maybe yep. not from America. Oh, chatting about uh, this whole thing uh, and saying how he wanted to shut it down in a couple years. <laughs> so the money's like the the thing that he's he's pretty excited about, and uh, that he Which, he kind of. I- he kind of wants to. Uh, he he kind of he doesn't really care if the if the league succeeds. He just wants the money and right. And he wants not to a just... real compelling case for a, a, a sort of entertaining sports uh, franchise. But again, that's not the point of this. It's all sports washing. None of it is to actually well, make golf good. That for Saudis, this is a drop in the bucket, and it all goes to pushing their image. 
I mean, now we're just, yeah. this is just going to become a podcast about, about this for the next two years. Months. I don't want to yeah. talk about this, but look, everybody, look, we have 10 pages of people addressing it. Other underlying issues before we started talking about Phil debasing himself. I think like you're going to have a, we've seen the top of the food chain and players already benefit and I think are going to continue to benefit. But I think you're going to have a consolidation of events, right? I think this is going to bring an inflation, sort of a crazy era of inflation to golf, right? With purses. Well, it, it um, has to match the match what's going on in the country too, you know? Sure. Crazy inflation but I, in the country. You know, it needs to be crazy inflation in golf. But only so many events are going to be able to keep up. Someone I'm, surprised raised, Phil, I'm surprised Phil hasn't cited inflation for a reason for this yeah, yet. Yeah, he's taken them. <laughs> could be. Like, there's only so many events that can, are going to be able to inflate, right? I mean, keep up. I mean, pretty soon, the majors, and someone made this point, the majors are going to be like, they don't want to appear cheap and broke compared to like some Saudi event or the players or whatever. The majors are going to have to catch up. Now, the majors, where are they going to weigh in? Nobody seems to know. Are they going to not bless this league, banish these guys too, like the tour? Um, I, I've, so it I've seems like we're going to go ahead. Sources. 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 All the all the guys uh, that are on that are kind of committed haven't heard a peep about Augusta National, and yeah. that's I think that the I think the majors wisely are kind of just letting this play out. Sure, seeing what sure. happens, you know, um, letting the dust settle. But they that's like been one of the things that has been a concern for these guys that they just haven't heard anything about. And I think they're operating under the premise that they aren't going to do anything because they haven't heard anything, which I, I, I would say like, well, how would you operate in that circumstance? You're just kind of hanging back until you're forced to say something or do something. Right. I mean, I don't think, uh, I, yeah, I, I, if I'm Augusta national and you want to shoot it down, then come in and shoot it down when the time is right. Or, just say nothing the whole time, right? I, I don't think that's how you'd act. But I do think we're heading towards a real consolidation of events. Like the richer, the, there's going to be rich events, and then there's just not going to be anything else. If you're, if you're, even if you're Spieth, even if you're Rom, why are you going to go to the event that doesn't have the forty million dollar purse? You know, mm-hmm. they're the, the the bot like the mid tier events million. and the lower tier events are going to even become even further separate from whatever is like a must play. So I think that's the thing, whether Saudi agrees or not, uh, uh, succeeds or not, there's going to be sort of a, an inflation in the entire game. Well, and then um, the pack stuff that they were talking about with the, with the team, the fall team yeah. events. Okay. Yeah. So if the top players are playing in these fall events and playing a lot there, where are they going to take their break? Right. Right. So, so that, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, the other thing with the Saudi stuff that, that, Hurdles are like sponsors, right? I mean, are they? What? The sponsors? Oh, like the like like a like uh, an OEM uh, uh, or RBC. I was gonna say like I was gonna say I don't think the events need to be sponsored. Oh, title sponsored? No, (laughs) I'm saying like these guys get banned, power banned from the PGA Tour. Like I think a lot of their contracts are like voidable, right? Because you got to play a minimum amount of events. Now some of the, the the equipment companies may balk at that because you're still playing uh i think some players won't give a shit cobra do about bryson i yeah i mean i think i don't know if they're they've realized on that deal to begin with i I don't know um (laughs) 
I mean, like I would hate to be a Callaway exec with Phil and uh, and a Cobra yeah. exec with with Bryson. Well, like, and those then, are just like, you know, both of them have been just so so unlikable. It's, I mean, that I the thing I kind of think with with the off the course, and of course, like this doesn't really matter with the money that they get paid. They're gonna make so much because yeah. of how much different. Like if the if a you know, if these events are 40 people with $20 million and right. then they have elevated events that are $60 million, right. Right. the doesn't really matter, right? But yeah. Yeah. the thing is that these guys are all, like, kind of going down, like, I, I'm okay being Patrick Reed. Right. And, and, and Patrick with, Reed's with, not making a good... A, big deal anyways off the course right we, yeah. we know that they're, they're like a polter like some of these guys don't have it's like you know but bryson like he probably has a good deal but the saudi money is gonna be four five six x all that so but it's interesting to me that an entire cohort of professional golf could be a total no-fly zone for sponsors but whether it's equipment whether it's whatever financial it's it's just fascinating it seems like it's going that direction too tv like that's the great one we could talk about that's another subject like who's gonna sign do the rights let's do monday for that (laughs) there's just so many things moving uh here as we we hit riviera um anything else on the saudi stuff that's just dominating everybody's gonna have to quote again uh, uh, quotes all weekend about it which sucks sources sources tell me that my uh, my turkey in my fridge is is no longer good. Um, uh, on the actual golf, I, do you want to say I, anything? You got any other sources? Yeah, I got one about? one oh. other really good source. This is a little bit more lighthearted, and I think everybody should appreciate it. After transition us out of Saudi <laughs> chatter. I'm hearing God. that the most relentless Zurich partner. Um, poacher att- poacher is added again. Poacher. Ryan Palmer allegedly, <laughs> who played with John Rahm, like I, we, number one player in the world, most incongruous partnership ever. It allegedly was on the range, went over and congratulate Scotty Scheffler on his win, and within within a minute of conversation, asked. So, what are your plans for Zurich? <laughs> hey, congrats on the win. You must be good at golf. What are your plans for Zurich? Hey, congrats. You know, I've seen you. You're super consistent. Palmer. You can Unbelievable. Help me out. The wagon hitcher. You got to come up with a nickname for that. Po- poaching Palmer, just hitching his wagon. What, what, what if he's the prominent- tug- What if he's the tugboat? Well, wouldn't he be the anchor or the, the, the other guy getting tugged along, getting dragged through? That's He's true. puttering and billowing out at sea, and the tugboat comes. You see this this big cargo ship full of uh, Porsches that's on fire? It's adrift no. in the middle of the Atlantic? Oh, yeah. It's a you want to talk about times. the other thing talking that caught fire today, unfortunately? The, the Oakland, Oakland Hills. Hills. God, Very what a sad. segue was that? Please yeah, brought it you up. could talk you about it. it. It's very I brought sad. Up a tugboat. All right, what? Go ahead. Very sad. This is a, a great building and in, in golf. Um, obviously, lots of major championships played there in the the clubhouse. I spent a, a fair amount of time in it, and it's it's just a it's a very cool clubhouse. They had just like 
you know, the things that they had in there that were so neat. They had, um, you know, the standard. They yep. had this old school Hogan standard from the final round of, of his historic win out there. Like they had all this cool stuff, signed scorecards, clubs from from the winds. And, and the, you know, I've heard from through some messages that that people like the employees were in there trying to salvage as much as they were when they were being yelled at to get out. And, you know, it's just like, it's just a really sad thing. Like that was one of those places where you walk in and it's like, you knew where you were because they, they displayed everything so beautifully, so wonderfully. And, um, it, it, you when you see saw the fire, just immediately you think about that stuff and all the time that the that they had put into putting preserving that stuff and it's uh, you know tough day for for golf history. One of the most historic places in uh, in the game is uh, is going to be different, which yeah, which is sad. Yeah. It's really like it's sad. It's devastating. It's not tragic. Everybody got out. That is the good thing. But like, it was really a punch. Like, to, it's awful, right? It's like mm-hmm. it just makes you feel awful. Hundred years of having involved. the clubhouse too. Such a yeah, yeah. It, it was awful. Uh, glad everyone's there. I mean, the coarsest club it will go on. But yeah, that was it's it, just knowing what was inside there. It was awful to see. Um, and sort of the, really good people. The staff there is is phenomenal people yeah story 1b i mean the phil quotes and that like coming you know literal fire and then sort of the i don't know the verbal fire from phil it all kind of exploded this morning um riviera do you have any reaction joaquin neiman is our leader bunch of 66s on the board uh it was great watch i mean as all this other crap was going on jordan speed just playing riviera this morning was just wonderful delightful way to break in thursday um Seems very already bouncy. Yeah, it's gonna, I think it'll be it's bouncy. Con- continue to be that way, and the guys still are able to shoot 67, 66. Tiger says he wants it. Again, this gets back to one of the rare weeks where somebody else can put their thumb on the scale and get around the PGA, the dartboard tour, uh, the dartboard tour marshals and regulators. Like you have Jack who sets up his course the way he wants to, more or less, can kind of turn the screws. And and Tiger, right? Tiger Tiger can kind of say, "Hey, I want this to play this way," and they're not going to tell him, you know. Well, you know, Kokrak's going to bish at us if if the ball doesn't I suck mean, back. Co- yeah, Kokrak's T six. He, he plays he's... plays best when his back's against the wall, and he's got to call a bluff or go all in. Lumbering around out there, Jay Kokrak. Uh, so he's that's your genesis. I wonder if the if the cash has already hit the bank for him. I mean, we'll talk much more about it on Monday, but again, this sucks. That sort of the best event of the year, uh, which just looked great and was awesome to watch, is is sort of been consumed by everybody asking everybody as soon as they come off the course, hey, what's the deal? What do you think of Phil's quotes? And JT's got to go on a rant about it. So, um, all right, let's get to news. Like, think about how uh, how, you know, the relationship of JT and Phil like a year ago with the matches match. I was thinking that too. That's the thing, man. Phil has just spun off his access. Even if he access, if even if he was on the fringe, you have Rom who's like a mentor to the Tim and everything. And Rom, like 
isn't personally denouncing him, but really strongly denouncing everything he's standing for. And then you have JT, who's chumming it up with them at the match, calling him an egotistical maniac. So it, it's turned on Phil quickly. It's not just media popping him. So, um, And I think it's going to turn on Bryson quickly, too, right? Bryson's just been hiding a little bit more i guess and had less eye-popping quotes bryson's Bryson's been hiding but he's been telling everybody that he's in and he's and he's not playing because he he thinks these guys are his friends you know yeah Yeah. and he's telling them all that he's doing this and then he's telling them that there's some you know fictitious you know he's got like the phil you know thing they're hiding yeah they're hiding something and then they say what and he's like he's like oh you know, I so, can't tell you, but they're hiding money from us. They're, which, they're hiding. <laughs> sounds like some news organizations, to be, to be honest. <laughs> All right, news. <laughs> uh, since we last spoke, Tiger update on his injury. You know, uh, it doesn't sound like he's going to play the Masters or anytime soon. The general reaction to that, and again, we're all reading tea leaves, was that um, he didn't sound very optimistic about playing anytime soon. Maybe this summer, maybe not at all. Um, but again, we're just kind of trying to read the tea leaves. Uh, Annika entering the U.S. Women's Open. Big news at, uh, where is that? Pine Needles, right? This summer, U.S. Women's Open. Uh, so she's getting in. That's kind of cool, right? Should she be given a spot? Are you going to, should, should she have to qualify? Annika? I, I think she can, whatever. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, but that's cool. That'll add a little element to a, a major championship. And then the pack news. What did you think of the pack proposal? Ten guys with pips. Uh, or I'm sorry, not the pack news, but the pack meeting uh, where they're talking about the fall. Ten guys in the pip get the I, draft teams. I, I like three events worldwide. Kind of. I kind of like it. I mean, I don't yeah, think it's. It seemed cool. It's it's new. It's different. I think it's it could be neat. I think it would be cool if it like kind of carried. What I'd like to see is like it not be a year to year thing. Like I, what would be neat is if it could develop some rivalries, right? Like, and I think that's where I I don't like it. I'd much rather see it go through the year as like a monthly thing or uh, uh, every couple weeks thing, which I know can't be that, but like that's, they got to go a little bit more drastic. My other question with this is like, what happens to the rookies? Like how are rookies going to be able to keep their card? Like, how is that? And it's like this play. Everybody says play better. But it's like Cameron Young is a perfect example. He's played super well, and he barely gets into these events. So, I mean, we say that. We talk about Adam Scott. That, Adam Scott's whole point yesterday was like, the top guys don't want to be penalized for not playing. And it feels like we're penalized when we don't play now. Right? Uh, uh, there's going to be competing arguments all over the place. Cameron Young needs opportunities to get his points. Well, it's, Adam it's just, Scott doesn't want to be here, penalized for not. Here's the thing. There's too many exempt players. This is the whole issue. Is that right. when you have 225 exempt players and you can only, and you only have a 130 person field some weeks. Yeah. That's the issue. You got to yeah. go down to 60 exempt players again. Like Look, we we've denounced the Saudi element and Phil's clearly a lunatic, but like let's not I mean it's the tours not tour's kind of getting off 
Scott, Scott, not Scott free, but thanks no. to Phil talking the way he talks and Phil being the messenger, the tour is coming out pretty good in this sort of PR. The tour needs a massive overhaul, <laughs> right? Like a massive, like this team thing is cool, but it doesn't fix any of the problems. It right. might exacerbate other problems. Like yeah. that's the problem. Like the problem is they won't rip the bandaid off and say to, to numbers, 70 say let's just say if you don't make it to the second round of the playoffs you're not fully exempt like rip the band-aid off yeah like it would make the playoffs a whole hell of a lot more interesting i can tell you that much yep all right we will continue to talk about this next week i got flashback friday that we yeah let's go to it i mean I, we have so many things we could talk about with saudi golf that will continue the conversation on monday i want to know who their TV rights partner would be. I want to know Phil. Like, great rumors out there about Phil will never get a chance to now do TV work because he's well, come out I think lunatic. That's, I think but the we thing... We can keep talking about that next where week. Where these guys... I think the power, there's going to be powerful people that kind of come down. Um, Start and, putting and, their thumb on the yeah, scale. Yeah, like, uh, you know, in and out of golf. Like, Bezos, think, Elon Musk, Joe yeah. Biden. Who Like, who, who are the... What, they're going to start throwing their weight around? Yeah, you know they're good. They're good. Like send. Phil, put him on a fill, put him on a boat and send him out to sea. Or, I think there just might be some conversations. Uh, taps on the shoulder. Yeah, it's time to come on in. Uh, all right, interesting. Let's get to Flashback Friday. We'll talk more about that next week on Monday, and hopefully more about the Genesis Invitational. Uh, Flashback Friday is brought to you for another full season, full year by Precision Pro Golf. They are the official rangefinder. Hey. Hit 68 today. 68 degrees here. I think it might have touched 70 in Maryland. I got an invitation to see if I could sneak out at 115 to go play. Local local course. So the season fast approaches. Uh, be ready. Stock up. Get your rangefinder now. You go to precisionprogolf.com. You can use the promo code SHOTGUN20. You immediately get $20 off the NX9 slope. I use it. You use it. We're two gigantic idiots. If it works for us pretty seamlessly, we know it can work for you. Um, and they've been great supporters of the podcast. They've got lifetime battery replacement. They've got top-of-the-line customer service. Top. I know that sounds like a talking point, but they're legit. We, ta- we told stories all last year about how you know idiots would drop, lose, whatever, have it sent to the wrong address, and they'd come in and help you out and kind of, I don't know, paper mache over your idiocy to make sure you got your product. Um, I, th- I mean, you know, maybe the Saudi golf league could be good for them if they allow rangefinders. I could see them allowing rangefinders out there. You know, I mean, maybe we're making like they could allow everything. Yeah, I mean, you got. I, I I definitely could believe that they're going to allow Phil to use a forty-seven inch driver. I bet that's <laughs> yeah. in the contract he wrote up. So wouldn't be surprised to see green reading books and uh, rangefinders allowed out there. Well, if he needs one, he can go to precisionprogolf.com. He can even use our promo code. If Phil needs the cash that bad, he needs $20, wants to save it, he can use Shotgun 20. And there he'll be stocked up to go to whatever, Riyadh, and and kick off the Saudi Golf League season. Uh, But anyways, I don't know if Precision Pro wants their name being associated with this, but it's just a bit for the ad read. No no official uh, uh, 
connection there. Go to precisionprogolf.com. Use the promo code SHOTGUN20. Thanks to them for their support. What's our flashback Friday? Hey, we're going back. This is an iconic, uh, you know, when I lived in L.A. for a while of my life, I I spent a lot of time at Rancho Park. And, uh, you know, I decided to do a little homage to Rancho Park. One of the busiest places in the uh, in the country. Uh, one of the busiest courses. Probably does the most rounds of any course. Uh, wonderful place. Like if you don't Municipal, care about right? pace, a play, city on yeah. city on yeah. course. Is that, and okay. here's the thing. I would spend. I, I I my office was in Chicago, and a lot of times, you know, at three o'clock, four o'clock, I knew that nobody was working back in, back in the home office. I'd head to the golf course. I'd go to Rancho Park. Just yeah. get off with a random group, and I'd play like six holes in three hours. I mean, the place to play out there is just awful at the end of the day, and it would get dark. But I'd just be spending my time at a beautiful place, and uh, you know, I'd hit a few golf shots in between. It was a wonderful time in my life. But one of my favorite things about Rancho Park was the sign on the ninth hole, which used to be the eighteenth hole. They had this sign that. Um, commemorated Arnold Palmer making a 12 in the 1961 LA open Los Angeles open. (laughs) So he, he, he hit, he hit a perfect drive. It's a par five that gets bottlenecked up and he hit, uh, hit four consecutive balls out of bounds. He hit two onto the range and then he hooked two onto the road in a row. And then he hit it onto the green with his next try Made it, made it 12. When he was asked about it, how he made it 12, he said he missed his short putt for 11. <laughs> um, Pretty good. <laughs> and anyways, this sign, I, I got dug in. They just got a new one in 2017. Oh. Okay. Because the old one was stolen. Oh. Maybe like this plaque at Torrey Pines, yeah, which we can't find. Who stole the plaque? I wanted. I really want to know who has the old plaque. You know. Okay. Yeah. So, yep. so, anyways, that's just a little quick flashback Friday. Uh, the other thing about Rancho Park, it obviously it hosted it uh, a great deal. I, I think it the hosted from like fifty-seven to the late sixties, and then it hosted again in in eighty-three. Uh, but Really cool place, and Palmer won there a few times after that. So okay. there's your flashback Friday. That year, actually, that well, 61 was won by Bob Golby, RIP. Yep, yep. All right, so quick flashback Friday, given the well, yeah. ample Saudi talk that dominates our lives right now. We promise we won't talk about this forever, but it's the biggest story in the game since, I don't know, non-player-centric story, non-tiger-centric story in a long, long time. So, And uh, there's a lot to digest. We'll be back Monday. Hopefully, you guys get to enjoy the golf. Watch a little bit Friday. Weekend, hopefully, J.B. Holmes doesn't get involved. Do you think and, the telecast is going to talk at all about what's going on? I don't think so. Do you think they should? Yeah. I think you kind of have to. Uh, I think they did last year, right? Didn't they acknowledge it once or twice? I, I think thought, it kind of needs to be part of the storyline at this point. Well, you have an e- you have sort of an e- uh, an easy entryway to it because the guys all there are coming out against it. So like that's kind of, it's kind of an alley oop to acknowledge it, but also talk about how the guys there, like whatever Rom and whoever might be on the leaderboard besides DJ, 
are, are against it. So that that may be the I, way. You do yeah, it. I mean, like it's where people tune in and people hear it. I think you would kind of look stupid if you don't acknowledge it. But I have a feeling that they won't acknowledge it. I mean, if you ever see Phil Mickelson play on the PGA Tour again, and I'm not saying he's not going to. I mean, it's kind of the first thing you need to talk about and talk about on the fifth green and then the sixth tee and the 18th, like throughout the round. Right? I'd be it's curious like what follows. Faldo's opinion is of this as a former really good international player, you know? I mean, he probably wants to take the opportunity to bury Phil, I would think, right? And bury the shark. Sure. I mean, that's the other thing. Shark is... That's a, that's a, this shark is a sold topic. shark sold some big homes in recent years. Can we talk? talk Bill about... sold the jet. Shark sold some big homes. I mean, what's going on there? Okay, what? Can, what can we talk about? about on Monday? Um, this is a topic that I want to broach. Is is if that the SGL happens, how long the Norman Phil relationship goes well? Oh God. I mean, yeah. Next on the shotgun like, start, and we're out. It's like Harden, Harden, and Kyrie. Like, oh, that's yeah, it'll work. Sure. All right, everyone, enjoy your weekend. That's your we'll cliffhanger. That's your cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll be back. Thank you so much for your continued support. We're trying to do do right by this massive story. Thank you for your support. We'll be back Monday. Talk a little actual golf and probably a lot more Saudi stuff. <laughs>